messenger that carries your life-giving force your word that brings life let somebody live here impacted affected let their paradigms shift let their mindsets be affected in the name of Jesus Spirit of God breathe upon these lips of clay breathe upon your living word you said the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. They are life. Let the word that comes out of my mouth be spirit. Let it be life. Let it minister life to your children. In the name of Jesus. Let none leave you the same. We come against sickness and disease. We speak against sickness. We command sickness to leave the bodies of the children of God. We command weakness to go. We command pain to go. Amen. We command every confusion to leave. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We command every hand of the enemy over your life to be broken. Amen. As you live your live your free. In the name of Jesus. And all the sons shall say amen. amen. Please take your seats. While you, while you welcome somebody to your left and to your right to church. And ask them what's up you Ask them your eye. Hallelujah. The Bible said that Adam gave birth to sons after his image. And that is very instructive. That was after Adam had Falling. The scripture said Adam gave birth to sons after his image, after the entrance of sin. And guess what happened? The first death was recorded. The first murder was recorded between two brothers, Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel. But when Cain killed Abel, Cain became a vagabond. And the spirit of a vagabond was working in him. And somehow he was roaming all over the earth, but he became afraid as well. Because he said that, um, at least somebody finds me and kills me. So... God, you must do something about this. I know I have killed my brother. Even though you told me not to, I did. God warned him. Sin is knocking at the door. But he wouldn't listen. And he killed the brother. But God did something. God said, I will put a mark upon you. And he put a mark upon Cain. 
And he said that so that anybody that sees you will not harm you. I feel compelled to put a mark upon you. It's not a physical mark. It was a spiritual mark, but it, it, made a, 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 it put a barrier around Cain that no evil will become of him. Now I speak over your life. In the name of Jesus, I declare now, I place a spiritual mark of exemption over your life. Any devil that locates you in any location, any place to harm you, to put any harm on you, through other night, physical harm, or any kind of harm. Father, in the name of Jesus, as you instructed me, I place a mark upon every single one of your children. And I declare in the name of Jesus, you will not be harmed. In the name of Jesus, be protected. Be defended. Let the aura of fire roar around you. Let the aura of light roar around you. When they see you, they will not see you. They will see angels. When they see you, they will not see you. They will see the mark of an angel on you. When they see you, they will not see you. But they will see the mark of divine protection and exemption on you. I declare the Bible said that his, when he brought Israel out of Egypt, he said he, he, he commanded men not to do them any harm. The Bible says he reproved kings for their sakes and no man did them any harm. In case you come into contact with where evil men are guarded, may they not do you any harm. I place a mark of exemption upon your life. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I declare a mark of exemption. A mark of exemption. Whether accidents, a mark of exemption. Whether every kind of, a mark of exemption. In the name of Jesus, angels of God are released you on assignment to protect the children of God, to protect them of this house, to protect them in the name of Jesus. I declare where there are problems, you will escape. You will escape in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seats. Amen. There was a gentleman that was um, waylaid by I think I've shared that testimony with you before. That uh, they asked him to give up his, um, his car. And he said he would not. And they, these are arm robbers. So he started speaking in tongues. And as he began to speak in tongues, they started firing. They fired through all the car. They fired everywhere. With AK-47. And when they finished... The guy was still there praying in tongues. He said, this is not a man. They took off. This is not. He was coming from a, 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 a crossover service. We are not ordinary men to be toyed with in the name of Jesus. Therefore, if you let any devil that sees you again, when they see you, they will, they will flee. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Christianity is not is not for child play. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Amen. We are exempted supernaturally Amen. and protected. Hallelujah. This morning I want to let, let's get into the word. Steve was saying I sent a man to him. That was an angel, the angel of God that was sent. To protect you. You see, I sent a man. <laughs> that was the angel that was sent to you. 
to deliver you. Where I, I told you, I think one of the days I ministered on the ministry of angels. And I told you that where I cannot go, the angel of the Lord will locate you. We've had similar examples of testimonies where angels have visited people. Uh, example, Romeward said an angel visited him and took away, um, what's the name? Osa. Yes, that's how his Osa left. That is the same angel went and took away paralysis from his body. See, so when the, when we, the Bible says when we come, we come into the ministry of angels. Angels. And they are around. I've had countless deliverances of angels. And when you are stubborn, they will slap you to get up and start moving. Especially when you need to be exempted. <laughs> Amen. During the 14 days, I pray for you that some of you will see angels. How many of you saw angels during the 14 days? If you saw angels in this auditorium or whether in you saw angels, yeah, they're real. I think next week we'll take testimony of angels. Those of you that saw what you saw. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's get into the word. Awesome. The way Pastor Anita started. I don't even know whether I should even preach. I think I should just, she just bless you and let's go home. <laughs> I don't even know where to start from now. <laughs> Genesis chapter one. Let's get there quickly. Now, this month is our month of walking in the light of life. Hallelujah. And we have established that the light we talk about is not just physical light. God, the Bible says God is light. Hallelujah. In 1 John 5, no, 1 John chapter 1, the verse number 5, the Bible says God is what? Light. Hallelujah. But God is not just light. His word is also light. Amen. His word is also what? Light. The scripture says your word is what? A lamp unto my feet. A light unto my path. So his word is also light. And the word of God in John chapter 1. Let's go to John chapter 1 from the verse number 1. Let's start from there and then we will progress from that. John 1 please. Just John 1. John. The gospel. John chapter 1. Not First John. This is First John. John chapter 1. John chapter 1, the verse number 1. It says, in the beginning was the word. And the word there is the Greek word logos. Okay. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things. Somebody say all things. That means Physical things, spiritual things, anything, all things were made by him. Everything, all things were made by him, both physical and the spiritual. Things you can see visibly and the things you cannot see visibly. And I tell you, the things we cannot see visibly are more real than the things you can see with your physical eyes. And without him, without who? The word was not anything made that was what? Made. Verse 4 says, in him was what? Life. Somebody say life. In the logos, in the word was life. And this life was the light of men. This word, which was life, was the light in other words, was the direction for men, was the rescue for men, was the exemption for men, 
was what causes men's life to come alive. And the light shines in what? Darkness. And darkness comprehends it not. What is darkness here? We, darkness is simply everything that represents Satan. Okay? Now, so, we saw in Genesis 1 verse 1, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created, and the word God there is Elohim. Elohim. That means the strong one. The man that has strength. Created the heavens and the earth. He created, and we've seen already that creation here is something what? Spiritual. I'll make it very simple for you because if I go into some of the integrities, it will be too complicated. The complication will leave it for the senior brethren. <laughs> and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Praise God. Now let's jump to the verse number 26. The verse number 26, the scripture has this to say. It says, and God said, let us make man. So the word make there, okay, in our image, after our likeness. That means he wanted us to be in his image. And also the likeness means to look like him. Image means we have a part of God in us. His life force in us. Image. Likeness means we would physically look like him. So you look like God. Amen. Somebody's asking, is God a black man? Is a white man? He's a white man. He's a black man. He's an Indian man. He's a Hebrew. He's a Jew. He's wherever you come from. He's. Amen. God is a pink man. God is a blue man. Whatever you want him to be, he is. <laughs> that was his intention. He says, let us make man and let them have dominion. And one of the reasons why God created man is for dominion. The word dominion means to have influence and to also have affluence. To have influence means to rule and dominate over territories and take over places. That is why you find out that in the, na in the nature of men, anytime you get to a place, you want to take territories. Even children. Start, you, you, you try your child with um, giving maybe toffee or something. After a while, you want to take it. He said, no, it's mine. You can't have it. It's mine. He, I mean, that is a nature, is the nature of every human being to have what? Dominion. That means to take territories and, and take dominion and assert influence over a place, a region. So some group of people went to a place, take over the place. They call it the United States of America. It's our land. And they, they take territories. They go to places. They take territories. They take dominion. It's just part of man. And we're supposed to have dominion over fish and of the sea. Our dominion was supposed to be over fish and sea, not over other human beings. Unfortunately, that also entered. But it's all, it's all good, amen. But that is all part of Trasek. But thank God it has changed, amen. And over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the 
the earth and over every creeping thing that, that creepeth upon the earth. Now, so what we are saying is that there is the tendency of a man to have dominion, to have to take charge. So if that influence and dominion is not channeled properly, they can take charge of other human beings as well. Okay, so that's why we see that happen. But we'll look at how that happened. So God created man. So see verse 27, very instructive. Verse 26, it says, we want to create man in our image and after our likeness. Verse 27, so God created man. Uh, stay where I am. Okay, don't move away from where I am. In verse 27, so God created man in his own image. Take note, the likeness is missing. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. But there was no human being. So I'll continue from where she stopped. Verse, chapter number two. So somebody is asking, what's the title of the message? The title of the message is Unveiling Life. Amen? Unveiling what? Life. Good. And God blessed them. And God, I know I said chapter two, please don't, don't, just follow me, okay, so that I can finish quickly. I want to make it as short as possible. First, the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. Verse 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had what made. Verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. So in all of this, we see creation taking place and God also at making things or forming things. God created things and he also had formed them. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made. Now take note, from the beginning, he used to talk about heavens and the earth. The order has changed. Then he says, in the day that the Lord. Now the English word used for Lord here changed or introduced another dimension of God. He gave him the name Lord God. Not just Elohim. And the word Lord translated in the Hebrew is Yahweh. Or Yahweh. Or Jehovah. Now, there are just two things I will show you there quickly and then we move on from there to something very instructive for today. And that is the issue of death and how death came in. And then I will stop there because that will be 
too much for this class. I'll continue on Wednesday. It says, these are the generations of the heavens and of what? The earth. Heavens and the earth. As Elohim created them. But then, when he comes to changing the order of earth and heaven, he introduces a new name. He calls what? Yahweh. What does that mean? Um, guys, did you, the letter I asked you, yes, if you can project for me the writing of Yahweh, then I will try and see how I can make this as simple as possible. Um, I'm trying to take all audience into consideration, so I'm slowing down. Now, that's the, how Yahweh is, is, is spelled in the Hebrew. And actually, it should be written from the other way backwards, but for the sake of English, so we would keep it where it is. Now, there is a meaning or a hidden understanding to why Yahweh was introduced. Now, the hidden truth here is in the letters. The letters. The letter Y is very instructive. It comes from, actually, Yahweh in a simple definition means something is coming. Something good. Tell your neighbor something good is coming. Tell somebody else, something good is coming. I like some, the way somebody has already turned it. Something good is coming to me. I like it. I think I like it. Something good is coming to me. Hallelujah. Now, the why is actually symbolizes a hand that is accomplishing a mighty deed. A hand that is what? Accomplishing a mighty deed. Then you have the H. which is a man lifting his hand to heaven. The V there is just an iron nail or what do they call a hook. Okay, a hook. Then H again, hand coming down from where? From heaven. Hallelujah. 
Another way I would want to define it is, let's look at it simply this way. Why will be the yacht or the hand coming from heaven? H is life, the life of um, the, the one I gave you earlier. I will explain that on another day because I, that gives another revelation of behold the hand and behold the nail. And I want to talk about that on another day. But today, I want to look at it from another dimension. The dimension I want to look at is this other one I want to give you. The H is the yacht, which is the hand or the the. We will call it J, Jehovah, or H. Why? Sorry, why? I beg your pardon, why? And then the H is life. That is life of God. The V is a hook. And then the H again is what? Life. Now, all that simply means is that the hand of life that is hooked up or the hand of life from heaven, God's hand from heaven, that is hooked up with my life. And I will explain what that simply means in the next verses of chapter 2. And then we will be bringing today's service to an end. So we have the Y, which is the yacht, the H, which is the life of God that is doing a mighty deed, the V, which is a hook, and then the H again, which is what? Life or the life of man. So we are saying that the hand of God that reaches down to hook with my life to give my life life. Okay, good. Let's go to um, that Genesis chapter 2. Let's go to the next verse, please, where we stopped. And so, when we talk about Yahweh, why was Yahweh introduced? Yahweh was introduced to connect the earth to heaven. When it was Elohim, it was heaven to earth. God creating on the earth. But when Yahweh was introduced, he was introduced to show God's connection to man on earth, to heaven. And how did that happen? Now let's go on. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground. But we saw earlier on, the scripture says, God created man. So why is he now saying that there is no man to till the ground? Because what happened first was God's creation. And what we call a blueprint. Before you create any house. Okay. Now, before you make any house or before you build any house, what do you first do? You see an architect and you have what? A plan. The plan is already the house in the mind of the builder. But it has not yet been built. So when God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And the Bible says, God created man and blessed them. 
it was something already in the spirit, in the mind of God. Is the blueprint, is the prototype, is the pattern. So, when he created a garden to put man in, there was no man. Why is he saying there was no man? That would look like confusion. But let's read on. Verse 6. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Blah, 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 blah. Go on. Verse 7. And the Lord God now, the scripture says, formed man. Wow. How did he do that? He created. Now he's forming. The formation is the real building. So how did he build man? From the dust of the earth. So he picked man from the dust of the earth and formed him into a man that will have his image. But how would the man have his image? In other words, how would the man have his, a part of him in him? So the formation of the man was just a clay. That's just similar to the song we just read. Father to child. Spirit to spirit. Lighted by your word. With your breath of life. That's how I come alive. So the man was just lying there in clay. Formed from sand. But the man needed to have God's image. And for the man to have God's image, God picked a part of him and put it into that man. It's called the breath, the spirit of man. That was why he introduced Yahweh. That meant that the hand of man that needs to reach out to the hand of God to create a mighty deed. And what was the mighty deed? To breathe into that man so that earth will connect to heaven. What are we trying to say? What are we what we are trying to say is that whatever you would ever be in life has already been a blueprint in the mind of God. Whatever you would ever be is already in the spirit before you see it physically. That is why the spiritual rules the physical. There is nothing that happens in a man's life physically that has not already happened in the spirit. Before a man dies, he had already died spiritually. He's just waiting for manifestation. That's why a prophet can see a man and say, Ha, I see you dead. Yet you are walking. You can say, But I'm alive, I'm not dead. I'm alive. You need to do something about it. Because if you don't do something about it, you become comatose. Because what has already happened in the spirit is already initiated. With the breath of God. So the Bible says God breathed into his nostrils. Into the nostrils of the man. And the man became a living soul. What does that mean? It means that without the breath of God, you are nothing but clay. 
That is why the scripture says, I mean, when people die, they said, dust to dust, what? Clay to clay, ashes to ashes. If that's if you are cremated, if you are fried or cremated, they say dust to dust or ashes to ashes. Now, what are we saying? You are going back to where you came from. You were dust, you are returning to dust. So, when Yahweh was introduced, it was with reference to me. And I, I told you that I will show you something else with regards to maybe on Wednesday. I'll, I'll do that. It'll be too heavy for today. I'll do that on Wednesday. So, what are we saying? Without the breath of God in a man, you are nothing but clay. Number two. Anything you would ever become has always been in the mind of God waiting for you to manifest it in the physical. You were always a spirit in the mind of God before you became physical. The, your birth through a father and a mother was not an afterthought. God had always had you like that as a blueprint in his mind waiting for you to happen that's why nobody is a mistake you were never born as a mistake your father did not give birth to you as a mistake neither did your mother they may have thought they were making a mistake but you were never a mistake because out of the many sperms millions of sperm you came out and you became dust and God breathed his breath into you and you became a living soul. And you have been walking. You have been walking about, but as a living soul. The Hebrew puts it this way. You became another speaking spirit. In other words, you were made now in the image of God. What were you made to do? To speak. That's why the moment you give birth to a child, the first thing they do to that child, anybody know? They, if the child is not talking, they smack your bum bum. The reason for smacking your bum bum is so you can make a noise. That noise is to say you are in the image of God. You can talk. When you are not talking, after they have smacked you, they examine you. Is either something a defect has taken place medically. You have become damp or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, they smack you so that you can also begin to what? To talk. So they were made in the image of God. Everything God does is cyclical. You were spirit. You became flesh. You would become spirit again. You were spirit. You became flesh. You would become spirit again. You were spirit. You became flesh. You become what? Spirit again. And God's intention is for every man to attain 
or to walk in this state. If they were left in this state as the first man, Adam, they would have operated like God. But something happened. Jump to chapter 3, verse 1. Then, because I don't want to read the whole thing. If you want to read the whole thing, go and read Genesis when you get home, chapter the whole of chapter 2. Some of you don't even read your Bible, so it's good to just go and, just go and read the whole thing so you can understand the whole story. Amen. <laughs> but I have, there's like five or so minutes to finish, so I need to finish this. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, so now we are seeing that when it comes to the formative stage of everything, it's Lord God. Since that name was introduced to connect things from the earth to heaven, it's always been Yahweh. The Lord God had made and he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden, where did all this come from? Let's go on. Verse. And the woman said, the serpent said to the, unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Hmm. Go on. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, who told Satan or who told the serpent that there was a tree in the middle of the garden? Come on, someone talk to me. Bring your intelligence self to church. I don't want to just speak over your head. Who do you think told the serpent that there is a tree in the middle of the garden? If the woman had not said, that is why I heard something somebody said so yesterday, that give information to a woman, it will go faster than email. It's a give information to a female. It will go faster than email. <laughs> I like that quote. <laughs> uh, whether good or bad, I'm not saying about bad things. I mean, just women will evangelize a whole city. The same way if they want to destroy, they would, can destroy a whole city. Guess that woman that Jesus met at the well. The woman went to everybody in the city. Guess what? I met a prophet who told me about myself. Women are not shy when something has happened to them. It's only men. Men, he wants to behave all cocky, all good. You know, no, no, I got it. I got it together. He's cracking inside. I got it. I got it. He got it. He got it. The way you know a, a man has not got it, go to the labor world. When the wife is pushing, you see, he also wants to be pushing. When the wife is pushing, he wants to be. I said, My friend, you are not pregnant. That's how you know that the mind got it. When, when the woman is pushing with all the pain, he's also feeling the pain of the wife. He's not got it. Let, let us give him a womb. You will see how he will crack. Little trouble with men, they are all over the place, fabergasted. Yet the Bible says they are the weaker vessel. And the men think that they are the weaker vessel. <laughs> they are not weak. Oh. A woman is not weak. <laughs> uh, they are only weak in the tongue. <laughs> Somebody says they are weak in the tongue. <laughs> you, you will meet at home. <laughs> Over here, I'm here with you. When you go home, you're on your own. 
<laughs> Tonight, if you don't eat, <laughs> you're on your own. Well, let's go on. I don't want to get into troubles here, so let me move on quickly away from here. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, Oh, woman, God said, Ye shall not eat of, the, of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. So, who also told the, told the devil about death? Now, that is also to tell you that death was always in the garden. Death was what? Always in the garden. But waiting for somebody to activate it. Death was always in that garden. Waiting for activation. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. But he lied. Verse Verse 5. For God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, which is partly true, and ye shall be as gods. He reversed the order. They were already gods. If a god created you, or if a god gave birth to you, what are you? A god. So it's not a discovery. But he was trying to let them know that you are about to discover something new. It was not information destroyed them. They should have known they were already gods because they were made. But I also don't blame the woman. I blame the man. Because the man was the one sleeping and they brought the woman out of him. That is why the Bible says that the glory of the man is God. But the glory of the woman is the man. He was supposed to be the covering for the man. He was absent. Or whether if he was there, he decided to just watch. He was supposed to have told the woman. Mm, mm. I, I used to have a couple. When I go to them and we are talking, there are things you don't want. The man doesn't want. The, no, the woman doesn't want the man to talk, to, to say. When, whilst we are talking and the man is veering there, you see the woman. <laughs> you know, the man should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> even if you didn't want to talk, you have to, my friend, shut up your mouth. Don't, don't hide this one. But he exposed it. She exposed it. Guess what? For God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil, which was also true. But they were already gods. Then, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, didn't she know all along? She's gone through all that garden. I'm sure she has just been parabolating around that tree. Wait, what is it at all about this tree that we must not eat? What is it? Uh, then you go backwards. Uh, curiosity killed the cat. She was looking for a good excuse to try it. And she did. And, uh, and when the woman saw that, the, okay, blah, 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 blah. Let's, let's fast track. Verse 7. Um, and the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked. Oh. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So what were they wearing before? I'll talk about that on Wednesday. <laughs> Apron only covered the front side. <laughs> the back side. <laughs> you know when you go to any church... <laughs> When you see men coming out of the world, their front is covered, their back, 
Everybody see them go to the toilet. You, know, you have watched them on the movies and all that. You see, uh, if you work as a nurse, you see them. Their front is just the front that is covered. But we'll talk about that on Wednesday. <laughs> we'll talk about the matters of the garden. Wednesday, the title is the matters of the garden. <laughs> the matters in the garden. <laughs> That's the topic for Wednesday. The matters in the garden. I'll reveal some very dangerous truth. <laughs> Verse 8. Yeah, that's the topic. Verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. So take note that from that time onwards when he was re- revealed as Yahweh Elohim, he became the self-existing strong God but also the God that can help man and give man what? Life. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where are you? Of course, he said, we were hiding. And he asked him, why? Who were you listening to? Go go on, verse 10. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, blah, 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 and I hid because I was naked. Before God was coming, and they didn't know they were naked. They needed um, hospital NHS <laughs> aprons. Now they needed each NHS aprons. Verse 11. NHS was first introduced in the garden. <laughs> and he said, who told you? Who told you? It means that they were listening to something foreign. Somebody was speaking to them. Something was speaking to them. That was the beginning of trouble. When they ate that food, or whatever it was, I don't know whether it was an apple, whatever it was, I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't have, my studies has not gone that far. I don't want to be involved. Whether it was an apple or it was not an apple, it's not important. What happened was that they disobeyed God's instruction and something happened. They died. And death became part of all human race. I will read one scripture, then I will stop there, and I will go back next time and talk about the law of sin and death on Wednesday. Matters in the garden. Romans chapter 5, the verse number 12. So listen to this. So the writer in Romans says, Wherefore, as by one man, which man, Adam, sin entered into the world, and death, somebody say death, by sin. So death could not have been possible without sin, entered into the world. So death passed upon how many people? All men. Why? Because the first man was called Adam. Adam is not a name. Adam means the head of a race. It's not like Mrs. Adam. Eve, mother of all women. Adam, madam of a generation. That's why Jesus, when he came, the Bible called him the second man. We'll talk about that another day. And then when he resurrected, he became the last Adam. 
When he came, he was the second man, the Lord from heaven. When he resurrected, he was called the last Adam. I will explain why he was the last Adam. So there's a first man, Adam, who brought sin and death. And when we talk about death here, we are talking about spiritual death. Now, what do we mean by death? What it meant was that the image of God that was put in that man, that was formed, died. His sensitivity to God was cut off. The image was taken out. So man was now living like a zombie. And all men, if they don't know the last Adam, are zombies. And who is the last Adam? Jesus. That's what the scripture talks about. When we look onto Jesus, the Bible says we take on the same image. The image was restored. The image died. So what died in people is image. When people don't have self-esteem and low self-esteem and all that, it's image issue. If you know that you carry the nature of God, you walk like God. You talk like God. There is something about you that changes when you find yourself as a new creation in Christ Jesus. You begin to walk as a man of dominion. You take authority. The beginning of death and sin was in the disobedience of the first man, Adam. They were listening to somebody else. Something else. A foreign voice. Ask everybody that committed suicide. A voice told them. That's if you had the opportunity to ask them. Or ask those that tried. Yeah. If some tried and, and were rescued in time. I'll kill myself. I'll kill myself. It's not easy to kill yourself like that. No, 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 no. It's not easy. Even chickens, on Christmas Day, if you want to kill them, they run away, don't they? Even dogs, they run away. Even birds, if you are trying to shoot them in the air, they try to escape. Why? Because nothing wants to die. Everything God created wants to live. Anybody that committed suicide was listening to a voice. A voice spoke to them. Most of the time, they had psychotic breakdown. So they jump or they just hang themselves. They've reached that point where they've gone over, overboard. And darkness has engulfed them. That's the work of darkness, engulfed them, engulfed them. But the work of darkness, sin and death was defeated in the last Adam. We'll talk about that another day on Wednesday matters in the garden true one man sin and true sin death true one man sin true sin death so somebody's asking why is it God that killed people no 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 did we see God killing anybody in the garden God just told them the day you eat of this fruit you what die. Did he kill them? No. Who did? Disobedience. But who, who forced them? 
Were they forced? They just appealed. They dangled the thing in front of them. You know, this is nice. All of you that go into debt, you get things. You say, ah, this is nice. I like this. I like this. I like this. Okay, let me get a credit card. Let me get this. Let me. They just dangle the thing in front of you on TV or on something. Adverts. I like this. I like this. I like this. By the time you pile them all, you are in debt. Something is speaking to you. Rise to your feet. <laughs> you will not die this year. Is it God's plan for you to die? No. How did man die in the garden? They did themselves. They decided to die by themselves. They made a choice. And that is why when Jesus came, he brought life. John 10, 10. And then we pray. Hallelujah. The thief cometh not but for to steal. We will identify who the thief is. It's primarily, well, senior boss is there. But the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have life. And the life here we will see is Zoe. And that they might have it more abundantly. How do people come alive that are dead spiritually? Yahweh has to breathe upon them again. And this breath is the breath of the Holy Spirit. It's the breath of God. Comes upon a man. And then you come alive. You come alive. I want to pray for everybody here. Don't want to assume that because you came to church you have this life we are talking about. Jesus said I've come that you may have life and have it what? More abundantly. Some of us don't know that this life is already ours but we need to make a conscious effort and the conscious effort is to declare the last Adam as Lord over us. The first Adam had Yahweh as Lord over him but he disobeyed but he came again in a man, in a man form and he said any man that believes on me will have eternal life and will live again. He asked Mary and Martha. He asked them, do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? He says, do you believe? He says, any man that believes this will have eternal life. I want us to pray, everybody. And this prayer, you should mean it from your heart. If you are not saved, if you have not received this life, I told you that the life of God is in cycles. We were, we were spirits in the mind of God. We became flesh. When you die, you will assume your spirit state again. And if the spirit state is foreign to God, that is when you are banished. You made a choice to go to hell. 
But you can make that choice this morning. This, this afternoon, I beg your pardon. And pray this prayer with me. It's all it takes. It's all it takes. Declare with me, Lord, I see you as the Lord of all humanity and of my life. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus to die for me and to give me eternal life. I believe. Therefore, I receive Jesus as the Lord of my life. I ask, O oh God, that you will breathe the life of eternal life in me again that I may live. Everything that symbolizes death and sin through the last Adam from today it dies in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. I thank you that I'm eternally saved from sin and condemnation. Thank you Heavenly Father in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer and you have never prayed it before then I can tell you with all the authority of the scriptures and if you meant it from your heart, you are saved. I know some people will make a do about it, bring people to the front and all that. You don't necessarily need to. Um, it's just so that we can follow you up or we can get to reach you and help you to grow in your journey and your walk of faith. If by any means you have done that and today is your first time you did that, I acknowledge as well that we have guests. Then after the service, we'll meet with you and then we'll just give you a quick instruction on what to do from henceforth so that you can continue to walk in this walk of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's take our offerings and let's give to God and then let's do the baby dedication. We should be out of here by half 12. Hallelujah. So if you're fighting this morning, if you're giving your offerings this morning, let's covenant our offerings. Father, we bless the communion as well as we partake of it. We receive... <clears throat> We receive life. Everything that is called death is cancelled here in the name of Jesus. Receive the blessing of the fight. 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 Receive the blessing of the fight in Jesus' name. Now let's lift up our offerings and our thighs and let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to bring our thighs and offerings to you. Receive it from us with thanksgiving. And I pray that the devourer is rebuked in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you have your, um, your elements as well, let's take the communion. You want to take the broken body and then you want to drink the blood as well. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's take the broken body. If you have it, take it and then drink the blood. They will receive abundance of grace End up with gifts of righteousness Shall reign in life by Jesus Christ They are champions in this world They will receive abundance of grace End up with gifts of righteousness Shall reign in life by Jesus Christ 
Psalm, can we have sanity at the back there, please? It's always very important that when we have babies, we dedicate them to the Lord. And the dedication is very important. Um, is that part where we actually commit these kids? or the baby, or babies, as the case may be, to the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we want to do that quickly. Psalm 127, the scripture says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Then verse 2 says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. He says, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Then verse 3 says, behold, it means see, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So we want to do the baby dedication now where we want to dedicate Leticia's son 
And so the choir will help us to for them to dance from the back forward and then we will uh, we will we will start the baby dedication. Is all right. Okay. Your love will never run dry. So if you came to be part of the baby dedication and you want to join them, why not? This is your time. Can we be excited for once? Don't switch off. Get excited. I know when it is 12 o'clock, we think, okay, service has finished. Some of us switch off. Don't switch off. Let's, get, let's be alive and awake. Can we all please rise up as we celebrate them as they come? One, two, shall we go? Your love will never run dry. It's safer than the ocean sea. Your glory never fades out. You're the one that we adore.
Amen.